You are listening to the weekly podcast of True Praise Family Worship Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. For the first time, uh, I call him Pop, but my father-in-law, amen. Amen. And also, if you are a visitor, can, we don't want to put you on the spot. If you could just slip that hand up in the air, if you're a first-time visitor, come on, let's give it up for our first-time visitors. We honor you. We welcome you. That's right. Brother Omar stood up with the prisoner. Get your way, man. All right. We honor you, and we thank God that you chose to worship with us on today. So we just honor you all for that. Amen. And thank you for coming. And truly, I hope that there is something that will be said that will change and rechart the trajectory of your life. Amen. 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 If you've been here for quite some time, with over the last two, uh, uh, two, two months or uh, three months, we've been dealing with the subject of spiritual growth. And if we could just be honest, and I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but if we could just be honest, how many of you are desiring more of God? Yes. <laughs> and, and, and if we're going to grow in God and see the manifestation of God in our lives, Bishop been telling us that there are certain principles, there are certain guidelines that we must adhere to if we are going to grow spiritually. Prayer. He said that if we are going to grow in God, then the first thing Uh, when it comes to your spiritual growth, he said, not only must you pray, but you must set aside time to get into God's word. It's impossible for you to say that you are in love with someone and you don't spend time with that individual. Hello. It's not what you say with your mouth is what you say with your actions. I remember when I was smaller, they would tell me that actions speak louder than words. As a matter of fact, God had a problem with the children of Israel. One of the problems he said with the children of Israel was this. He said, with your mouth, you draw nigh unto me. But he said, your heart is far from me. So if we're going to grow in God, we must make sure firstly that our mouth and our heart is in direct alignment with one another. And then over the course Shared with me in the first back to fellowshipping and we are. fit together what every ministry when it comes to spirit about kingdom service
service, yes, kingdom service. Kingdom service is how you serve God. Kingdom service is how you walk with God. Kingdom A lot of people know God, but a lot of people don't walk with him. <laughs> uh, let me say that again. A lot of people say they know God. A lot of people say they love God, but a lot of people do not walk with God. It is impossible for you to be in love. with the person you say you are in love with. How is it that we as a body of believers, we love everything that God despises? How is it that we can say we love God, that God is the center of our joy, but yet we don't walk with him, we don't talk with him, we don't blow kisses to him, we don't take time out of our busy day just to say, hey God, how are you? How are you doing? What are you want? What are you trying to say in this hour? What do you want out of my life? The, when you begin to walk with God, everything about you begins to change. Your desire changes. Your appetite changes. When you walk with God, the places that you used to go, you don't go anymore because you don't want to go nowhere where God is not allowed. But somehow, some way, one way or another, we like to leave God at home and go out on our own. That's not walking with God. That's not walking with God. That's so I want to deal to talk to you about growing in the kingdom of God by way of service. One of the things that God shared with me is everyone wants to grow in God, right? And when it comes to growing in God, we think that growing in God is God giving us deeper revelation. We think that growing is God is walking around looking all deep and being able to manifest the gifts of God. But can I suggest to you that is not growing in God. When you grow in God, you allow God to become bigger inside of you. You don't go deeper in God. The reason why you have to allow God to become bigger in you is because when you allow God to become bigger in you, it's less of you God has to fight with. Do you hear me? And so when it comes to growing in God, it's not about how deep you go, but it's how, how easy it is for God to get a yes out of you. I don't know why it is that we as believers, we have to get punished, we have to get whooped in order for God to get a yes. Think about it. God can say to us, Mother, I want you to bless the person next to you, and you will leave the service. As a matter of fact, last week I was supposed to say something to Bishop, right? And I made that declaration from here. And Bishop called my phone, I jumped in the shower, and instead of calling Bishop, I text Bishop and said, Bishop, I come by your house. You know, Bishop, I did not sleep none that night. <laughs> Why? Because I was disobedient. And because of my disobedience, the Holy Spirit began to whoop me. And then the Spirit of God jumped on my wife and she was like, you are supposed to call Bishop. You better call Bishop. You better not go to sleep without calling Bishop. I don't understand why you just don't call Bishop. So I had to deal with my wife and deal with the Holy Spirit until I broke myself and I called Bishop on the phone. And the Bishop and I talked. 
But why as believers do we have to go through that if we say we love God? Why is it that God has to whoop you in order to get a yes? But yet when you pray, you're asking God, God, use me. God, I want to be used by you. But God got to whoop you in order to be used? It's not the kind of God that we serve. So watch this. So when God becomes bigger in you, it's less of you that God has to fight with when it comes to accomplishing his will. So in other words, it's how you approach the things of God that will determine how you grow in God. If you are not intentional when it comes to approaching God, then God is not obligated to reveal anything to you. The Bible says in the book of Mark, the fourth chapter, this is what it says. Mark 4, 24. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. He said, what measure you might, it shall be measured back unto you. And unto you that hear, more shall be given. What is God saying? If you give me a little bit of time, then I'm only going to give you a little bit of me. If you don't give me no time, then I'm not going to give you none of me. And the issue is when we look at our life, we think that coming to church is us giving God service. God does not count you coming to church as a service because that's your obligation. He commands.
but allow him to have freedom of expression. I'm trying to use you tonight. I'm trying to use the authority that I placed in you because who who are sensitive to God. Some of us who are sensitive to God, God. About a person or about a place. Listen. Already equipped you to deal with the issue that person is having. I'm looking for a willing vessel. I need a body. I need a body that would allow me to work in the earth. And what has happened? Family and friends, we have been shutting up the kingdom of heaven because we refuse to yield. So it's impossible for you to sow to God and not receive from God. Go ahead, read. Oh, chapter number, verse number 28. I'm sorry. Then Peter said, no. Watch this. Go ahead. No. We have left all and followed you. Uh-huh. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house, or parents, or brothers, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake. Stop right there. Notice what he says. God says, when you follow me, there is going to be a disruption in relationships. Notice what he says. And the reason why there is a disruption in relationships, because he wants to see who you value first. He said, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. And Peter said, Lord, I done left my business. I done left my mother-in-law. I done left my wife. And I followed you. And Jesus responds to him. What is this response in verse number 30? Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come. Jesus tells Peter, you didn't leave, you didn't lose anything that I cannot give you back. Right. And so my question to you is, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by serving God? What do you have to lose by, by following God? What do you have to lose by allowing God to mark you as one of his? So watch this. So let me help you understand what kingdom service is. Kingdom service is simply you giving God access to all that you have. I'll say it one more time. Kingdom service simply means you giving God access to all that is what is kingdom service. Watch this. In other words, 
It's making sure that what God has called you to do God has assigned people for you to reach. And the issue is, we have a body of believers that sit in church that say they don't know their purpose. The issue is not that you don't love God. Because it's impossible for me to walk with you and not share with you what bothers me. Amen. It's impossible for me not to share with you what I'm concerned with. Amen. As a matter of fact, I remember that when, but before we suffering. And, and I remember that as we were in conversation, she would ask me certain things about me. And then in return, because I was interested in her, I asked her. What she liked about what she was into, then I don't think that she would be running the ring that I placed on her finger. Follow me. How is it that you can go into prayer and tell God about all you got going on, but you never ask God about what he got going on? You tell God about your family. You tell God about your job. You tell God about your children. You tell God about your uncles, your brothers, your cousins, your aunties, your nephews, and all of that. But you never ask God, what about you? How are you feeling? What do you need done? This is what kingdom service is all about. Kingdom service is simply you allowing God to interrupt your life at any moment he pleases. I remember another story at the house. I was getting dressed to go somewhere and my wife was on the phone with one of the cheerleading parents. You know I'm going with this, right? And out of nowhere, I'm walking past the bed, she get on the phone and she got the phone on speaker and I walked out the door. And as I was walking out the door, of course, the Spirit of God rose up, and I'm speaking in tongues, and I did one of Bishop moments. Lord, not right now. <laughs> and, and she was like, what is it? And I'm like, Lord, I got things to do. And when I told God I got things to do, the Spirit became, began to intensify. And then she says to me, what is God saying? And of course, I want to say, well, he ain't saying nothing, but I can't because she hear me speaking in tongues. And so now I have to go back in the room and release the word that God has given me to a person that she's on the phone with that I know nothing about. And I was like, no, you tell her. She was like, no, God ain't giving it to me. He gave it to you. I'm thinking I'm teaching her, but she's teaching me. No, you need to obey God if you say you walk with God. And so I'm sharing what God is saying. And the woman, she's on the phone crying. She's on the phone snotting. And she was like, how do you know this? How do you know this? And all I can say is I know nothing. It's all God. That's right. 
It's about kingdom service. It's about you giving God access at any hour, any moment, any second of your day. And for many of us, we say we want to be used by God. And God tries us with little things. Because before God can use you, God will always test you to see how much you are willing to give up for his cause. Because if you're not willing to sacrifice anything to be used by God, then you can't walk with God. You remember when God was dealing with the rich young ruler, he said, what must I do to enter into the kingdom of heaven? He says, well, follow the law. He said, well, I did all that. He said, one thing you lack is. He said, take everything that you own and go sell. And the Bible says that the young man, he walked away heartbroken. Because he would not release the God so that he can receive more. And sometimes God simply just tell you, needs you to tell somebody, I ain't forgotten about you. But we won't even say that. So, so, so watch this. The issue is, we have an issue in kingdom service because we are not walking with God. We think God is interested in about what we do for the kingdom. God is more interested in who you are becoming. Because it's what you give up that will determine what you become. Let's read on. And the issue is we have a lot of pastors, a lot of saints, a lot of people that are doing great work in the kingdom, but they are not walking with God. And this is why the Bible says in the book of Matthew, the verse 7, and verse number, chapter 7, verse number 23. When you, when you have it, read it. Amen. All these evil things come from within. Matthew 7, 23? Matthew 7, 23. Amen. Uh -huh. I never knew you. Notice what God says. He says, in that day, many people will say, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. We prophesied in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We did outreach in the community in your name. We gave away houses. We gave away cars. And God is simply going to say, depart from me. I know you not because they did not walk with God. Yeah. Hear me. You would be a fool to sit in the church where the Spirit of God doesn't visit. Because there are churches right now where they preach against the Holy Spirit. I cannot sit up under a man who I have never heard a day in my life speak in tongues. Because tongues is an indication that he is empowered by the supernatural. Tongues is an indication that that man of God is a follower of God. The Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. And the first sign is they shall speak with new tongues. They shall cast out devils and they can heal the sick. And how is it that you sit in a church, there's no healing, there's no casting out of devils, there's no speaking in tongues, and you say he's the man of God because he has a big building? Come on, come on. 
if he is not flowing and operating in the supernatural, then how can he connect you to God? He does not have the proper means to connect you to a person he does not walk with. And the problem is we think that God is walking with people because they paid the building off in 72 days. That only takes good credit. That only takes financial accountability. That does not mean that God is walking with you. A glorified church without the Spirit of God is nothing but a nonprofit organization using the name of God. Because what are you going to do when you're sick in your body? Your pastor ain't going to lay hands on you. What do you do when your child is dealing with a This is the place we run to because we are fooled by the building. When the Spirit of God is not there, they're doing an earthly service, but they're not doing a kingdom service. Because when they are operating in kingdom service, they are more focused on people than they are on acts of service in the community. I said it here a long time ago, and I'll say it again. You never judge a church. Listen, the way you judge a pastor, hear me and hear me good. The way you judge a pastor is not by the amount of sheep that he has. You judge a pastor by the quality of his sheep. Jesus. See here, we know that we got a pastor sent by God. Here's why. Because if he's not here, the spirit of God still shows up. Bishop is not the only person in this building that can lay hands and cast out devils. Bishop is not the only person in this building who can prophesy and speak those things that be not as though they were. Bishop is not the only person in this building that can call you on the phone and stop you from pulling the trigger because God gave him a vision. Come on now, come on. And this is how you know that the man of God you are under is truly a man of God because he is walking with God. Because watch this. If you continue to sit up under somebody who is not walking with God, I don't care how much money you gave to the building. I don't care how many Sundays, how many times you went and gave out food. On that day, he will say, depart from me. I don't know you because I never walked with you. That's right. And this is what kingdom service is all about. It's about figuring out what the heart and the mind of God is. It's about allowing God to be God in your life so other people can see. The Bible says, through loving kindness have I drawn men unto me. But God is not drawing men unto him. God is trying to draw sound of my voice and I hear the Holy Spirit so clear. This is why a lot of people are always drawn to you and telling you their problems. Because God is drawing them to you 
so that they can see him inside of you. Now, here's the problem. When you don't walk with God, when you don't walk with God, you will not fulfill the purpose, the call, and the destiny that God has already laid out for you before you were even born. It takes walking with God and being filled with God's spirit so that you can understand the mind of God. Go, go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, starting at verse number 9. Because it, oh, this bishop said this a long time ago, some years back, and I heard it when I was preparing this message. And there was a statement that he made. And the statement was this. Only God can serve God. What do you mean? If you don't have God's spirit dwelling inside of you, then how can you serve God? It takes his spirit to serve him. Go ahead and read. As it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man uh -huh. the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Uh -huh. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Stop right there. Notice what the scripture says. You ain't see it, you ain't hear it, and you don't know it. And the only way you can see it, hear it, and know it is if you have God's spirit. Because, go ahead, read. For the Spirit searches all things. The Spirit searches all things. Read. Yea. Uh-huh. things of God. Uh-huh. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of that man who is in him? Uh-huh. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Watch this. So here's what God is saying. When you follow people that don't walk with God, they can only tell you what they think about God. Come on now. But when you follow people that walk with God, come on. They can tell you what they experience with God. What a difference! Here's the difference. I remember I was I, I was I, I was I was researching something, right? As a matter of fact, right now I'm studying uh, 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 petitioning your prayers in the courts of heaven, right? I sent it to, to Mother Keys, right? Because me and Mother Keys, we have these outrageous conversations about you know, spiritual things and all that other stuff, right? And the Spirit of the Lord said, why are you searching what this man said when I'm the one that taught him? He said, why don't you come to me so I can tell you what you are needed and what's needful for you? Because your way is not the same way that he went. Your condition is not the same condition that he has. So because you are in a different location, I got to teach you and show you a different kind of way. In other words, God is saying when you have his spirit, God's spirit is not cookie cutter. And we buy books and books and books and books, but when do you get in his face? So that he can tell you for himself. We're talking about kingdom service. Because when you hear it from God, you will never allow anybody to talk you out of what you directly heard from the throne of God. And this is how the enemy gets most of us. God will say something to you. And right after you hear from God, the enemy will come to try to steal what God has already released. 
you all right now have a prophetic word that is dangling over your life that has not come to flourishing. The reason why it has not come to fruition is because you have not prepared the place for the word to land. Watch. When the word is released, the word is released to you in faith. You, on the other hand, must take the word that is released to you and contend for that word so that that word can go back to God and God can give you instruction on how to manifest the word. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. And, the reason, and the reason why we don't see the manifestation is because when we get the word, we don't go back to God, the reason with God about the word. Are you hearing me? I heard somebody say, mm, over there. So this is what it looks like. If Bishop gives me a word, that says I'm called to be a pastor. I can accept that word. I can shout about that word. I can dance over that word. But if I don't go to God and ask God how to make this thing come to pass, Amen. then what will happen is that word will sit there in the atmosphere. And I will go through trials, troubles, and tribulation because I have not given a place for that word to land. And many of us, because we are not walking with God, you have robbed God of the opportunity to prepare in your life a place for his word to land. Because when you walk with God, this is what happens. God will tell you, if you want this thing to come to pass, there are some things you got to let go of. Because the things that are in your life is resisting what he's trying to make happen. Amen. 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 And you obeying God and removing what God tells you to remove prepares the place for the land. Amen. We're talking about kingdom service. Kingdom service is simply you allowing God to be God in your life. Romans 12 and 1. And I'm done. When it comes to what you have to give up from God, you got it? Yes. Go ahead, read. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. You can play some song. By the mercies of God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Uh -huh. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, uh -huh. holy, uh -huh. acceptable to God, uh -huh. which is your reasonable service. Notice what it says. He says in Romans 12, 1, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. God is begging. He says, by the mercies of God. That you present your body. Number one, you got to present something to God, but you determine how it's presented. He says, present your body. Then he says, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And this is what God said. God says, the problem is, We've been rendering unto him what is not acceptable. Jesus. And he took me in certain places. He said, you remember Cain. He says, Cain offered to God the fruit of the earth and God rejected his service. Then he said, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, 
They offered strange fire before the Lord, which the Lord told him them not. And God rejected their service. God rejected their service by killing them. Could it be that because what you offered wasn't accepted, that things in your life are dying? The Lord may not be killing you, but what about the things that should be living in your life that they're now dying? What do you mean? Look at your zeal for God. Is it dying? Look at your passion for the things of God. Is it dying? What about your purpose in God? Is it dying? Could it be that what you offer, he didn't accept? And because it wasn't accepted, that the things of God in your life that should be growing, that should be flourishing, are now dying. Because of what we offer. We offer it without fear. We offer it without reverence. Offered with murmuring and complaining. I was on the phone this week talking to a prophet friend of mine, and I was at my mom's house putting up some stuff. And Mother Williams, and then tell me how to fix it when what I do should obey is fix things all day. So I'm here at my mother's house and I'm putting this wood up and she like, you need help? I say, yeah. She said, what you need me to do? I say, just pass me the screws. I'm up on the ladder and I've got this wood, this, this plywood, she don't plywood, that I'm holding up with one hand and I put my, my hand up there to hold the wood in place so I can screw it. And she telling me the wall crooked. <laughs> and I'm like, the wall crooked because the wall crooked. Can you straighten it? I say, Ma, I can't straighten it because the wall is crooked. And next thing I know, I said under my breath, what you're not going to do is tell me how to put this wood up when all I do is put wood up all the time. And it was right then and there, the Holy Spirit checked me on my service. Because he, the scripture tells us, do all things as unto the Lord. And the issue was, I saw my mother, I didn't see Jesus. And so the service that I was rendering, it got rejected because I was murmuring and I was complaining. How many? As a matter of fact, <laughs> let me repent right now, Mom. Because that day when we put that microwave up, woo, pop, we were talking trash. Well, because we, he asked me to put a microwave up. And I was like, what you're not going to do is tell me how to put this microwave up when I know how to put a microwave up. I said, Pop, look at her. She over there sitting down. She ain't cutting out one, she ain't drilling out one hole over here. She ain't twisting out one screw, but she want to tell us. Oh, the microwave don't look straight. No, it's straight because we said it's straight. This, I'm, I'm telling you the conversation me and dad had. So I got to public, publicly repent for my service. And as comical as it is, 
God is saying, what about when you want your job? You see a supervisor, but you don't see me. What about in your marriage? You see your spouse, but you don't see me. And God is saying, your service. Sister breathe good Jesus. And so I made up in my mind. I was on the phone with the prophet. I said, Prophet, I gotta repeat. I said, I do a lot of murmuring and complaining. And it wasn't until I studied this message that I realized my service was being rejected. Because what I said out of my mouth. Because I didn't see God in what I was doing. If you want your service to be accepted and you want your fire to stay burning, you got to put a guard over your mouth. Because there are going to be some people that's going to try you, but don't let the people that try you cause your service to be rejected. And here's why. Here's how you know that your service oftentimes has been rejected. Most people you come in contact with, they know that you're a believer. And how many of you been in a situation and you heard these words and you call yourself a Christian? Your service has just got rejected because God allowed the situation to happen so that they can see the God in you. And what ended up happening was they end up seeing you and not seeing God. And that was the moment that God had their heart open and ready to receive. Grace was what you should have sowed. Love is what you should have sowed. Peace is what you should have sold. Temperance is what you should have sold. Meekness is what you should have sold. They were hungry. They were looking for fruit. And you gave them stones. Your service was rejected. And if you want to grow spiritually in this dimension and in this hour, we must get back not only to our prayer time, not only to our word time, not only to fellowship with God and his word, but we must get back to kingdom service. And I conclude with this. When it comes to kingdom service, we miss the mark as a body of believers as a whole. Prove it. Look at the condition that the world is in. The greatest nation in the world that was founded on biblical principles has now went far away from kingdom service. And because kingdom service is not where we are now, we are dealing with water contamination, we're dealing with food shortages, we're dealing with outages, 
We're dealing with all kinds of storms. We're dealing with a financial and economic collapse because the church is not in kingdom service. And it's all because we refuse to allow God to interrupt our day so that he can be magnified and he can be glorified. And with that being said, when we get back to kingdom service, the world may not change, but the world around you will change. Because it's impossible for you to serve God and not receive the benefits of God. In the book of Exodus, chapter number 23, starting at verse 25 and 26. a baby. You will not be bearing it. So when your enemy comes, that he will fight against them for you. All because you serve. And the reason why our life is in disarray is because we forgot about kingdom service. With that being said, let us all stand. about vision. We think about how we need to, to support his, his vision, how we need to support his mission, and what we need to do to help. But can I suggest kingdom service is not about a building, but it's about the kingdom of God. Yes. When you walk in kingdom service, God will reveal to you what the vision needs. Yes. Yes. God will reveal to you what vision needs. But we need to change our perspective to understand that serving in the kingdom is not about serving man. It's about serving God. Yes, yes. He is simply the supervisor that oversees the production of men to bring about the will, the intent, and the desire of God in the earth. With that being said, every hand lifted. thank you for your presence and we thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for the conviction of our hearts today. Father, I ask that as this word settles in our heart, that as it settles in our minds, God, that you will call this word to take root. God, we pray now that you will restore the joy of our salvation. God, we pray now that you will allow us to fall in love with our first works all over again. Father, I thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. God, we repent as a whole. We repent as a people for just offering you any old kind of thing and not giving you what is good, what is perfect, and what is right before your eyes. Father, we repent for giving you leftovers and not giving you our best. Father, we ask now in the name of Jesus that you will consume us, that you will cause a revival to ignite into our heart. Father, we pray that you will fill us with righteousness, that you will give us a hunger for righteousness for your name's sake so that we can be filled. Father, you said that whatever we lack, if we ask unto you, that you will give it to us freely. 
And Father, we are asking now that you will give us boldness that when you interrupt our day, that we will have the courage to do whatever it is that you say. In spite of what it may sound like, in spite of what it, how, how it may make us look, we understand that it's the, 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 the wisdom of God that compounds the wise and the wisdom of this world. And Father, we pray that you will pour upon us the spirit of obedience, that you will give us ears to hear your spirit when you speak. For you said in your word, harden out your heart in the day of provocation. And Father, we ask now that you remove hearts of stone and that you give us hearts of flesh. Father, restore unto us the love that we have for you the day that we got saved. When there was nothing you could ask that we would not do. And Father, we give your name the glory. We give your name the praise. And we say amen, amen, and amen. Real quickly, while you're standing, if you desire prayer, Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.